Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. Well, yeah. I'm not that way for most things. I'm one of those people that like thinks of an idea, gets overwhelmed by the thought of all the steps and gives up on the idea within 10 minutes. But that's what you have to do. You have to tell everyone you know the idea. Then so it holds you, you accountable. Like a piece of shit if you didn't do it. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Is this? We're talking about homemade soap making. Everyone is listening. Uh, we'll, we'll jump oh, right into recording? it. This, yeah, this is the Sex Actually podcast uh, with your host Dave and with recurring host Tasha Courtney. Hello, hello. And second time guest Heather Terman. How hello, are you? I'm well. Is my mic on? Um, you, you your mic is on. Can, are you okay. plugged in? Is the question? I guess. I are your headphones plugged in? Sound test beforehand. Can you hear yourself now? I can hear myself. I just yeah you're okay you're I'm in I'm in, boot, okay. in. <laughs> you sound good on my end and that's what matters okay um, good yeah all right. I, I can hear myself so okay. last time we talked to you so we were just ta- you just you just said right right as we got going here that you know it's it's impressive when people actually get something done you just picture wrapped on your first feature film that you've produced yeah written <laughs> in acted in and last time we talked to you you were just starting the Kickstarter process. I was. Oh wow! So for those listening, I feel like yeah, it was live. You were yeah. you were in the middle right. of your Kickstarter. It was campaign. live, but it was like halfway there. You were you know. Or you were yeah. worried about getting all your funding. Yeah. Boy, congratulations! Totally That's awesome. So literally, so just a several then. months later, yeah, so it feels like later. yesterday. You've you've wrapped the movie. Of course, you know what's. Uh, we talked about this, you know, off air. I think last night. But what? How does it feel? Um. It. It's. It, it's the most surreal feeling because it doesn't feel like it happened, but it also was my whole life for three months. And so it's (laughs) like, it's that weird limbo. Like I'm, I'm getting into settling back into normal life and knowing that I still have a shit ton to do for this, like a shit ton. Like, (laughs) I mean, I still have to finish paying everybody and post-production and, you know, so, but it'll get there. It's, it's just, cra- it's crazy. And for those people listening, you just, you just see a movie and you're like, you know, my mom, you know, when she saw, um, you know, like all, all those like Fox searchlight movies, she's like, but they're such low budget movies. I'm like, that's a $10 million movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a low budget compared to like 300 million that you just dump into Pixar because everyone's going to watch it. But it's like, you want to talk, you, what you guys created off of still a very modest budget. Yeah. I mean, I got to stop by the set and see. You know, yeah, like yeah, just the, the the best cameras, like everything. You know, full crew working, everything, an awesome cast and all that. So, yeah, thank you. Hopefully, next <laughs> you know, time you're we'll on, see. we'll uh, we'll have the. Hopefully, uh, it'll be done. You'll be like, so that movie tanked. It's a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> How does it feel a year later? <laughs> it, it won't be a zero. Speaking of ratings, though. I'm gonna. I'm bringing this up. So oh, I mentioned God. it. I know. So I mentioned it. Um, you, you sort of mentioned it to me yesterday. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm trying to do a stand-up mic. I just got back to Los Angeles from New York, and I and of course you're about to go on stage. I always try to put my phone on airplane mode, so I don't. Do you do that? I don't want to get news before I'm about to go on stage. Yet in this instance, I was I was going through my Facebook, and I had a um. I wanted to. So basically, I start every episode of reading a review, and this rubbed somebody the wrong way. So I just. Uh, I wanted to read the review of the person reading the review. And why I do this for those people, I know this is probably the the worst way to start because I can't even find it as I'm pulling it up. But like, I understand that it's annoying to some people that I start the episode by reading reviews, but I'm just encouraging everyone to write a review. (laughs) And someone wrote in being like, well, I feel like if they didn't do it five episodes in a row, they're not going to do it. No, then fucking stop listening because that's the part <laughs> of the story that I get to do is read my stupid reviews. And she, and anyway, so fucking why is the internet so shitty over here? Are you going to read go the to one your she notification? Gave I got it. No, okay. I didn't get it. So, um, <clears throat> Tasha, talk about I'm something. Curious. <laughs> You're curious about what she said? Yeah. Well, in general, it's frustrating that somebody because here's what repetition gets people to do things. It does. Like when you hear something repeatedly like there are times where if I listen to a, a podcast repeatedly and they say like oh check this out or the same ra- I, I listen to the same morning radio show all the time and they're always like oh go to this website like check this out check right. this or out the check same this out. ads and for weeks like, yes, they're the effective. same ads yeah and at first I'm just like oh yeah I'll have to remember that and then I completely forget about it and then when I hear it again I'm like oh yeah I have to remember that yeah oh, yeah I have to use that promo code and you forget 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 and then one day you actually fucking do it and that's why one day yeah. these people will actually yeah. read the review and guilt works too <laughs> yes it does guilt works because oh, yeah, if you're totally. enjoying you know 
two hours a week of free podcast you know it's just like listening to npr they do their stupid um what is the the, the like public their drive or whatever or like pbs does yeah. like their funding drive a couple times or like a year. those assholes and, with their breast cancer walks shut up but like if you you know if you take advantage of if you love npr if you love public pbs if you love sex actually um you gotta like yeah chip so in. anyway so rose she seemed nice i think this was her english was her second language so maybe she wasn't trying to be a, a, a bitch but so the point was is that someone left me a shitty review and i read it and to me and it's by funny shitty, he means three stars instead of five right and that's if you're sensitive if you give me a but if you give me a four star that's a d that's a six out of if you give me four stars i just why just five or don't review people leave me a if no you have, but you keep asking for reviews so you have opened I want up your, Pandora's I want box your here. honest five star review <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say just put it in there no, but <laughs> you know what's five stars the sound quality yeah five stars good yeah. sound quality but here's the thing it's like and for you know fa- fast forward whatever I'm gonna keep doing this and and when I used to do this for my bachelor recap videos, I would read people's comments and, and it would inspire more people to comment. So there are people in the reviews leaving funny little insider things about different reviews. So it's fun. So anyway, Rose wrote, I get you need five star reviews, but do you have to ask for them every episode? I read, uh, I read your reviews on the podcast. I mean, come on. I know you're codependent and need validation, but this gets a tad pathetic. <laughs> Just do what you do and enjoy. Try not to be so hung up on what others think. You got a good thing going here. Um, that's funny to me that she only left three stars because that's actually a good no, this review. Is, no, this chick didn't review the three this star is a chick. Different girl. I'm done oh. with this. And this, okay, what you haven't noted is actually a comment on like Facebook or Instagram this or something, fa- right? The sex actually Facebook so, page. So uh, has well, this yeah. person written a review? Because if they've taken the time to leave a comment on your Facebook or or Instagram about about re- writing a review just take the time to write the so review. i wrote i, I yeah. wrote i thought people enjoy hearing their reviews doesn't it seem like i'm asking for a small favor in return for a free two hours of podcast each week i hear your gripe am i out of touch on this my only call to action is to ask for reviews and for people to share with their friends she said i guess it's nice to hear hear your reviews on the podcast but people write them to support you not to get airtime right it is a small favor to ask yes but if you listen to a lot of episodes you first oh i'm so sorry rose but if you that's her <laughs> name but if you first listen to a lot of episodes you have to go through you ask for five-star reviews and hearing other people's reviews for me it feels like tooting your own horn and preaching to the choir people who listen either <laughs> rated or didn't i doubt they start writing Wait, after being you, pushed uh, by the way rose you're wrong so many people have been writing in. is it just my ears mike because you guys can still hear each other yeah right? you're, you keep cutting out yeah. i can hear I'm, dave better I'm than sorry. anyone it's okay so it's probably here is it it might be um okay no i can hear again i just want to make sure like because if you guys were talking and it like wasn't picking up and i was oh, like no. oh no okay i'm on it sorry <laughs> four-star review can't tell if they can hear themselves um so anyway she said she appreciated it so rose thank you for your input i do appreciate your input have you written a review rose because you know what i mean because it's like but here's here's the thing people do people i mean we went uh from six months ago having 60 reviews to we have 148 so right. it's working and for those listening sorry fast forward the first 10 minutes from now on if you want this is what's gonna if happen you've already written a i'm review, gonna bitch about the reviews <laughs> and i'm gonna get neurotic and you're gonna like it because i'm funny and my guests are funny and we're gonna make it funny so if you leave me a shitty rev- don't leave me a shitty review <laughs> if you start leaving shitty reviews to get me to talk about on air i'm gonna stop doing that but in the sense i had a lady send me a video message explaining why it was a th- only a three star and that was last episode i played okay. the whole thing okay and it just seemed berserk to me that you would do that it's like i didn't fuck you over like it's not yelp where like, you paid for services you got this for free we're an independent podcast i pay twenty dollars a month on on um on for, yeah, so to host actually, on itunes it's twenty dollars a month on soundcloud to yeah. do something out of the love of your heart i've spent i've spent well it. over yes. twelve hundred dollars yes. just yes. just having this hosted on air yeah no, so and i'm not guilting anyone uh brianna in arizona b- made her own bumper sticker of sex actually i saw that and then and then because rad. i posted this bullshit of people calling me out telling me they don't want reviews here's the thing of the thousands of downloads we get it's okay i have to remember that it's okay to get one person who just doesn't get what the fuck yeah I'm doing. well here's the thing dave i'm gonna tell you two things one <laughs> <laughs> It's um, your reaction to this is very strong and in a good way. I, I respect you for it because you're not you're probably a perfectionist and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like I put a lot of effort in. What is your gripe with the podcast? You didn't even have one other than me asking for reviews. Right. So that's kind of like I get it. Um, but also like 
man, be, be ready. Be ready for your videos. <laughs> to be, you know what I mean? For your album to come out. Like, oh, be yeah. ready for that shit. No, but this isn't a creative. People are going to say gnarly oh, shit, I know, too. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've had some gnarly shit. But here's what happens. You say, when people say gnarly shit and you talk about it. Cause it's you, it's you get better the, to get it off your chest than and, to be just one of those people who internalizes like a oh, nasty right, totally. comment. Everyone totally. thinks I'm this way. It's like, no, like whatever. And then, you know, I've seen it on Reddit. I can flip a troll in a second. I can yeah. really get them on my side in a second. But like with this, it's like I'm trying to mobilize the people that actually are fans. I go, you know what? Fuck that three-star bitch. Uh-huh. Fuck the chick who's writing this or the douche, who, the douche who left me four stars because he said five stars for excellent and this isn't perfect. <laughs> Dude, Ian Fox, I know you're listening. It's, it's uh, so funny to me. It's like it's the same. I mean, it is a currency. I think we had a conversation like that, that before where likes and shares and, and stuff. It's a currency. And so it's interesting. Um, those people to me are the same ones who are like who are going to complain at a restaurant that, uh, you know, that it's a la carte and you have to buy fries separate. It doesn't come yeah. with a sandwich. Like it's the That's same. That's just exact- the business model of the restaurant. Right. You, you walked into their environment. That's right. what they do. But those people are the ones that think that their currency is worth more they think their stock is worth more than it is do you know what i mean yeah. so they're gonna say like four but not five like yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself and then really? the, and then the random person who's like they wanted the structure of other episodes that's not where i come from podcast wise i come from a place where you flip the mic on we find out what's funny we get real somebody sheds a tear i sell soap at the end of the episode that's where <laughs> anyway so you see the bad review and you forget you mobilize your troops so someone wrote in um uh, thank you. You really had us laughing when talking about the girl who left that whack review. She sounds like an idiot. Who gives <laughs> Who gives a video? Question mark exclamation mark. We're extremely lucky with the hurricane. Oh, she was uh, giving the update. She's a uh, we are a Florida listener. <laughs> so good. Thanks for being alive. And um, and oh, and Tasha, this is another question for you. Um, so she said she said I just listened to the last episode and one of the girls cut you off. Surprise. Uh, is I is always, this supposed to be me? That no, cut you no, off? no. Someone cut me off and uh, and you said me. That you like how girls are forward when they know they want a relationship, like Tasha did, and and then the other girl interrupted. If you could talk about that in a future episode, that would be great, uh, because well, that's where I am currently, and I'm forward with dudes when they ask what I am looking for. Just not sure if it scares dudes off or they appre- or uh, or they appreciate it, like you said. Just wondering, what do you think, Tasha? Well, I think if it's if it's a guy that's for you, it won't scare him off. It's one of those things like you've got to just be true to yourself and be true to your true to who you are. And if you are looking for a relationship, don't waste a year. Don't like waste all this energy and shed tears over somebody who's not going to get it. You don't want to like act like you're looking for something that's not serious when you're looking for something that's serious because that person that you're attracting that's not looking for something serious isn't going to flip the switch at the last second. You're not going to change their mind. It's You've got to be upfront about what you want, what you expect, and then that person who's ready to meet you at that level is going to find you. And Dara, if you're yeah. li- if, if Dara's listening, like uh, if she's going to the bars where you're 23 and you're doing the, you're crushing the pints of the you know the, the huge liters of beer whatever if 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 you're going to those types of places you're probably not going to find the right guy who's like settling down so i feel like you just have to like go where it, the maturity level would be to look for that because you know like if i wouldn't have Tasha and i wouldn't have worked 10 years ago no yeah of course it's, i mean timing's really important but also i think that in general a big uh sad truth about all of it is that if you tell someone that if you're forward with somebody that you like them and that you want to be with them, if they're in the same place, they'll return that. If they're not in the same place, they'll let you down easy and say like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really into this yeah. confidence or whatever. Do you think <laughs> you can get someone to that place if you're – I mean, there's a, always a spark that has to happen. But there's got to be like a, a buffer zone for that spark. So like someone – like I told Tasha I loved her several weeks a month a year before she told me yeah, it was probably it was pretty quick it was quick i just got her drunk uh yeah but, but that's because you were her friend for three years yeah and I, well and i was also like look just silently pining away yeah. <laughs> and i just told her i said this on the air the other day i was like uh like love short i didn't care i didn't care for it wasn't a big deal i'm not i was like i'm not gonna wait if i waited another two months then it would have been a deal like when's he gonna say this and it's like no i love you boom yeah, done. just say it just did say you when you, you really so like so backstory for those that haven't listened and you should we had a great episode a few months ago um heather you're married to um to a woman mm-hmm. um and you guys have been married you're, you're in your first year yeah it'll be a year on monday oh what? my gosh yeah, are you doing bananas. anything fun we're going to temecula this weekend um Ooh. just do some wine tasting but yeah 
That'll be so nice. Mm-hmm. And did uh, did someone um, show their emotions before the other? Who who gave, um, who showed their cards? I think <laughs> it was a little. Inter- it was kind of interesting because we were long distance, so it was like I remember when she came to visit. She said, um, "I love you first. And I think she felt stupid about it, but I said it right away after. I said, you know, I do too. It wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those things where somebody where like put wait. themselves on the line and then you're like, thanks. And then later you're like, no, I totally do too, but you I know, wasn't sure. That makes me like question that. my relationship more because <laughs> why didn't you just say it back? You know, you caught me <laughs> so by surprise that I really didn't know what you were saying. Like it was I one of those know things you where you liked her for three years, Dave. I didn't. Well, I really the like. You ca- we that. were in the pool, and you kind of like just like snuck it. It wasn't like you even like looked me in the eyes and made sure I was paying attention and said it seriously. You just kind of like said it. Just snuck it in. And, yeah, and then by the time I like processed what had happened, I was like, "Oh wait, what? Yeah, like it was." Come wasn't, on, were you surprised? Cute. So you just like couldn't. You were just, it didn't matter. It wasn't waiting for the perfect I, moment. Like, it was a, just like you were there and you felt it and you said it. I wanted it to be yeah. the most imperfect moment. Sure. And not like in a, you know, like, cause you could, the most natural you moment. can get in a fight with someone and then be like, yeah, it was cause I love you. And it's like, okay, now you, now you use love as a weapon. Yeah. I had nothing to gain. Yeah. I mean, my, maybe I wanted like, a, you know, to get dominoes or something after <laughs> I love you. So can we get carbs tonight? I don't know. <laughs> and then I don't remember when she said it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's so funny how like <laughs> I re- I really don't remember either. I know yeah, that's I so know. silly, I, but it was co- sort of like when you said it to me. I was it, it like it it surprised me because it was the first time, but it took me a minute to realize that it was the first time because it sort of like I I think I kind of already knew that. Yeah, you know, and maybe I wasn't necessarily like secure in my own feelings yet. But but I, you had already told me that you loved me before, but only when we were friends. And that was like the ultimate. You think you're in the friend zone? Wait till right. the girl tells when you she like, loves you. I love you. you, Dave. All cash. Like the way I'm just like, <laughs> a good one. Great to see you. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> As we like leave the mall eating our Cinnabon. <laughs> That's never good. Yeah. Thanks for lunch. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so you. Okay. So I, I don't know if that answers uh, Dara's question, but um, yeah, yeah, just don't. Well, and yeah, take your advice to broaden the areas where you're looking for guys. You know, like a bar is not, it might happen for some people, but it's not like the usual place. Like, gotta be open-minded about meeting someone at lunch or like at your local coffee shop or but no at one, work but people or, like say they get creeped out i think there's so many creeps that go up to people at lunch or at or at the gym and stuff so yeah but but we all like we're smart enough we have like a filter we know the difference between like a creepy guy hitting on you at the gym and someone that seems like a cool person hitting on you at the gym so i would encourage guys to continue to try <laughs> to like break the ice and girls to be open-minded there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Be open minded, I think, is the is the number one thing. There's no there's no uh, and this is not for my relationship. But, um, you know, uh, I think you'd asked me before how I'd gotten my writing partner. Like I met my writing partner on Craigslist. Like, yeah. Cool. dude. Sometimes. Yeah. He's just a really nice guy. Sometimes you just have to be open minded. Like you don't want you think like, oh, I'm going to post an ad on Craigslist looking for a writing partner. And look what happens. You have to be. And then you make a movie. Yeah. You have to be open minded. And yeah. uh, so tell me about. So you did because you dated guys before you were officially did, did you ever hit a point where you're like no more dick this <laughs> is the guys i'm done with or did it, it just wasn't slow like fade that. no it wasn't like that it was just <laughs> it was more me being like what is wrong with me what is wrong with me like i, I was actually just telling this story last night there was this dude that i dated um when i like the the last like actual boyfriend i had but he wasn't even like a boyfriend boyfriend to me because it was that thing where suddenly we we'd been dating three months and I was like three months. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to <laughs> never talk to him again. Like I, he was really great and really kind. And, um, and we got along great. He was a Capricorn like I am. And we loved, you know, to get milkshakes and cookies and, uh, go on cheesy things like studio tours. And it was just like, it was cheesy fun. Right. Sure. And then <laughs> when he like told me he loved me and I knew I did not feel that way about him. And I was just like, fuck, we've been dating like three months. And, and so this is a lot I in Los Angeles. Spend the night. Yeah, I, I had a hard time spending the night at his house. And that's kind of where I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I would like sleep with him and be like, hey, see you later. And like, go home. And like, I could and not. And did you think I you were gay or you had? Yeah, no, I was having, um, I was Googling at night. How do I know if I'm gay? <laughs> so, yeah. The answer is you just found out. Yeah, no. <laughs> You Googled it. Um, so, yeah. So had you had at that point? already experimented with other? no never oh so you okay. i like came out before i ever kissed a girl really I just knew it yeah wow 
And then because I I had the way that I it hit me for sure is that I was backstage at a play I was doing with this girl and I had it was that thing where when I first met her I was like annoyed by her and then I was like why am I annoyed by her and then when I saw her flirting with guys in the play with us I was just it hit me that I like liked her uh. and then I it was like and then it was like I was hit with a ton of bricks and then I would like go home and cry in my pillow. And then, but the way that I knew for sure is that when we were backstage, it was the first time I like looked at somebody and I wanted to kiss them was with her. I in never felt school. that way about a guy. No, this was when I was uh, 20. Oh, I <laughs> know. I thought that was yeah. like a high school play. All yeah. right. So, and so, and she was straight and you never, so like who was Yeah, the... she has a, I mean, she had a boyfriend who was a doctor, so I knew it was never going to happen. So then, that was the crying yeah, because in the you, pillow. We, we, talked about this, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last episode. So you, you basically, you came, you kind of came out over, you know, over the phone to your parents. You were already living in Los Angeles. You had already left um, Michigan, Michigan, right? Yeah, Michigan. You live in Los Angeles. So like at what point did it, well, couldn't like, could you not handle the, it's so funny. the lies or I whatever? I literally said this last night as well to someone. Okay. <laughs> I was, uh, it's just one of those things. She just, just left like, the yeah. mics on for you last night. No, it's just, it's one of those things. Like it just, it came up last night. Cause this night, is the only time weird. I can be super intrusive and not feel we- like if I, if we were just talking, I would be like the biggest. I'm like, like this. So I'm really open. Like if you can ask me anything at any time of day and I'll tell you like, well, really it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. Cause I think everyone's got, things inside of them that like whether their sexuality or just secrets or things and it's like it weighs on you when you are yeah they want to come out your authentic life yeah yeah like and you're sometimes you just like unload it onto like a stranger yeah Yeah. like the post office i I felt the shame when i wanted to start doing uh, performing yeah and i was like in the business world i just felt this shame and, and I had to like come out and I know, I know it's nothing. Come compared, out as a comic. But I had to like come out and be like, oh God, I think I'm going to do it. And I was talking, you know. I've been I want to get on stage. You know, I just want to. No. And at that point, I wish I knew I wanted to do stand up. I, I was acting because yeah. I didn't know that, you know, for me, stand up was like a Dane Cook special or nothing. Yeah. There was no mic scene. I didn't know yeah. anything about that. Anyway. So, yeah. Like, how did that kind of, um, you know, that butterfly moment happen? I was with my ex-girlfriend. Um, we were, we'd been together it was getting close to a year. It was a little under a year. And I, um, was just out at a happy hour with her and I looked over at her and I just had this thought where I was like, I cannot deny her recognition in my life. And I went outside and called my mom. Really? Then, yeah. Because really why, why would anybody like, and that's where it's like, and I should have known that relationship wasn't going to work because she continued to deny me recognition in her life for all four uh, years. She stayed in the so, closet. Yeah. I think she probably still is. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. no, so sorry. Cause the, the, my, my question was more so like, when, when did you, you said you, you kind of like knew you were gay before you even kissed a girl. So like, do you have to like, how do you know if the girl, if you're into a girl versus if she's, you know, some, some, some people are like, Oh, I'll flip that person or whatever. I like, would never think of it. I'm way too shy like that. I'm not aggressive. I, that's why I like kind of dated online. And then otherwise people just came on to me like, yeah. you know, okay. Because like straight, straight people have the, like the, you know, if you're at the bar and you're straight, you just assume the other person is that you're hitting on. It's very rare that a chick like, sorry, I'm lesbian because it's like, Oh, what are we doing? Yeah. But it's, but you never know if the other person is going to be into you. So you have that in common. You know, it's sort yeah. of the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, sure, you can kind of assume that pr- more people are straight than gay. Maybe. Yeah. But, unless but you're like in if West you're Hollywood, at a but... gay bar, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's still the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, I mean, every time, you know, you hang out with a group of same-sex couples, like, there's, you could, there's some that you can tell, like, that you have little crushes on and that, you know, they're with their person and you're with theirs and you're, you're with and theirs so, and it's fine, but. So, like, so say if Tasha and I hung out with, with friends and did, like, a, you know, date night with other friends, it's, like, like the gender roles we're very aware of. Like, I hang out with, you know, Josh and she hangs out with Amy and then we talk shit about each other's relationships in, like, a fun way. That's what the guys do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, and the old lady's got me taking photos of the group again. <laughs> you know, like, dumb shit. I, 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 I throw up in my mouth when this happens how like boring it is <laughs> but with you guys it's like you like how does it work where like it, are you both attracted to the same type of women what do you mean like like, like can a girl walk down the street and you both check her out yeah that happens all the time is there is there a I debate the over women though is there's a thing with where women are connected more to qualities than they are physical appearance versus men i mean men are just a very visual creatures it has nothing to do with being dicks or assholes or we like whatever. parts. You yeah. just 
if a car There's drives a by, we recognize. There's a reason why porn is like way more of a man thing men than have a girl to see thing. it. They have to see it. And we can focus in on one it. thing that we're looking at. Like yeah. if you're watching porn, like the POV porn, you don't have to see your face or you don't have to see whatever it is that you don't want. It's like, I'm not, I'm not you know, if like a chick walks by with a great ass, we're all like, we're so like, look, that ass is amazing. No one's like, oh, but what is she wearing or, right. or her like posture? It's like, no, we're, we're all focused. I know this sounds, <laughs> this is probably going to lead me to locker room talk, which I wanted to actually <laughs> mention. No, because I mean, like I'm not, in a, by all means, I'm not defending Donald Trump, but like there is, what he's labeling locker room talk, but there, there is locker room talk, but he's, he's just batshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. But like, do women have locker room talk? Oh or, my god! Or, yeah, I've, I'm, uh, you mean lesbians, straight lesbians, or just I think straight, straight girls too. Straight girls yeah. definitely do. I mean the way the way that women talk, like that was like. But you don't say you're so, not you're not saying you're gonna grab some guy's dick without him knowing. No, they're not yeah. gonna be like, oh my god, I'm gonna grab his. Although dick. chicks do that, <laughs> chicks they do. do that. They do, yeah. So I just saw a video. Uh, actually, yeah. I feel like that was before uh, the Latino chick grabbing. Yes, dudes. did you show it to me? I th- that was way before <laughs> d- the, the Donald Trump thing, and it's well, just now coming back to me. Yeah, I think there will be a conversation about that eventually. I think and I'm not. I think all... the difference though is that at this point, you know, physically a woman usually cannot. Overpower a man. No, and I'm so, totally yeah, in agreeing yeah, that yeah. there is a double standard. But in the, st- the sexualization does need to be addressed on a bigger scale, anyway, with both genders doing it to each other. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's just men that do it to women. Women, you know, oversexualize and and. Oh yeah, they'll grind the up on a cop or whatever. Yeah. Is, but I don't have. I mean, so in this in this video we watched, it's just some like Latina chick with like you know like a thick ass just walk. I mean, just describe. I'm just painting the picture, Tasha. Okay. And they walk. <laughs> she just walks into barber shops and just grabs grabs guys in their crotch and then there's like a ding goes off every single time she it's does like it a counter. not one guy it's is funny. every guy's just shocked and they're just laughing no one's like oh no but it's because there's no fear there's no none right, of the guys were no afraid yes, there's there's no there's yeah they're not gonna get dragged off by right. their dicks and right. like forcibly raped yes. like that's not happening by yes. this one girl <laughs> she's just gonna drag them by the i don't know she's puerto rican i don't know how that works yeah um for those Puerto Ricans listening, don't write me a bad review. But yeah, uh, I think that, you know, in general, I think that women uh, are attracted more to qualities and that things that you can't put your finger on. You know what I mean? Like, so, like sometimes like, I mean, there are people that are clearly gorgeous, but I'm just like, nah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because so. you kind of, I feel that way. Like yeah. people, like you had asked me about like working with male models. Like, sure, they're fun to oh, look boy. at. But, oh, but are they? a lot of them. <laughs> A lot of them. Hey, I like of... looking at muscles too. I like looking at male bodies, but I don't. I I'm do not, too. I, don't I can ch- I can check out a dude and be like, dude, this fucking guy's working out. Like, uh, like a, a dude who has like a, a great back, where you know what I mean, like where it's big and muscular on top and goes down. Like, I, I remember my prom date, Gary. I had one yeah, one year looked, in college. Great. I looked like that. and it was, <laughs> was and it was great, and it was just like, holy shit, what a nice body. And there's something uh, to me sexy about somebody who works hard on their body, but. It doesn't make me be like, ooh, what's below those shorts? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come to that does not make me think of that at all. Oh no! So you know what I mean? Like, that's why. And, and that's the like, difference. that's not what I'm after. Like, when I'm looking at a guy or a girl, it's like I'm not thinking about just like how amazing they look or how sexy they are. Although I can definitely appreciate that. I'm I'm not thinking about that dick. I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> I'm thinking about which men and like really want you to think. That's what they want. I to always think, think about dick. relationship. Of, um, like. A relationship material sort of you know right. like that's why potential right up and so and- if i see someone that is like really great looking but they seem like their personality is not all there like then immediately it's just out the window yeah for me. of course and that's where comics win over male models it's like good oh, luck yeah. i mean there's one dude that tasha shot that's with a lot of people win over male models yeah Dave. <laughs> but <laughs> average joe's it's like what am i look- yeah but there's this one dude tasha worked with and uh they they had like an Instagram photo, so I like clicked on his Instagram. No big deal. I was like, this asshole is gonna be a cardboard box. And then you <laughs> click on it, and he has videos of him playing guitar, and he has like a silky smooth oh, voice. Oh no! You're and like motherfucker. Like, lyrics are deep. <laughs> yeah, like this is really well written. Uh, he's like got great stage presence. Fuck me. That's that's to me though the hardest thing. Like to me, like I think, um, and I just kind of recently had this discovery that you know, I mean. Artists are really sexy, and every anyone who creates is is attra- it's an attractive quality. 
Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I told this to Tasha. I had I had a couple girls hit on me after my show Did in Rhode you? Island. Ooh. And I he immediately was like, go- babe, two girls wanted to kiss me. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could tell like everyone's out at the thing. Everyone's like, you know, it's a festival. It's a comedy festival. So all the comics are networking and doing all that shit. And like, do you really have a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, she's in Los Angeles. Oh, so not in Rhode Island. <laughs> like, no. That's so funny. No, they were, and then they, they turned out to be really nice, you know, but like after I left there, because listen, this never happens to a guy. I'm not at the level, no guy is until he's got, you know, fame on TV. Like a chick just doesn't care about you. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true. I, mean, I open for a dude who's not on TV. But he is really funny and not not saying that like you're hysterical. That's obvious. You obviously must have had a great set, too, that made them come up to you like that because you're I'm not, OK. Now I'm like backing myself. In the corner. <laughs> Dave, you're a really attractive. Dude, oh, stop. But, but no. girls like qual- like they are attracted to qualities. And so they saw in you probably your performance, like your mind. You know what I mean? Like there's. Well, you know what happened during the set? It had a great set. I got heckled real bad up front by some chick and mm-hmm. I kind of like put her down. In a way that, like, I like, I had to like. Uh, contr- so these were like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey chicks. No, <laughs> this wasn't the girl who heckled me, but this girl heckled me—a real bad heckle. Like she told me, she told me I have garbage hair. I heard it in front of the whole crowd, and I had like gone right into her, and people were like jeering. It was one of those weird, like, people were like jeering, like, "Shut up, man! Ruining the show!" Like, yeah, like, I think that this girl had probably been interrupting all night long because I listened to here, the I'll, tape I'll, of that set, and as soon as she said something, immediately the whole room was just like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> so I my, so so I had to really hold like court in that room and really win the crowd back because she heckled at the very beginning of my set so yeah. like there was no so like there was no um sort of um like I had, I hadn't won anything over with the audience let me see if I can play it right here hold on oh, we're going for it oh my Bluetooth on oh jeez guys <laughs> it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I saw you post about it on social media yeah. And I put ha ha and then so many people were like, you know, did the wow and sad or whatever. I did the or angry and I did the ha ha because I just think it's hilarious. And then I had to, <laughs> and then I had to comment and be like, ha ha ha. That's hilarious because I didn't want people to be like, why are they laughing at Dave? Yeah, Sarah? like she's yeah. laughing at you. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. That's a really, um, yeah, that's she, a really she, she, uh, nice, kind way to do it. She actually, she actually did shut up after that. But like, she, would, but like, you, you know, like you can, I don't even know if you could hear it on the tape. But you can just, he, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, I'm the projected amplified audio, and I can still hear this chick talking. And the first heckle was one of those like not even talking to me. She was like talking, and then when you call yeah. it out, then she, but yeah, but, but like. Anyway, so like, and then like a few other people heckled in later. Like, it just it was a BYOB show, so yeah. it was one thing after another. And then I was holding, just shut the fuck up. It just turned into one of those like such defensive sets. And I walk off stage being like, oh, I think I just eat shit. And then people because like, you want to be charming, like a lot of like being on stage, yeah, is being, being likeable. charming, and yeah, you have to be comfortable. Ch- in your yeah, charming, comfy, yeah, relatable is number one. But then when, I know, when and I hate but that when they fucking word relatable because of comedy yeah but, yeah but, but you do have to be but then after that it's like when when you're kind of not in control of the room then it becomes get control of the room yeah. which is like just punching your way out of a wet paper bag that's yeah. what you're trying to do yeah. anyway so it was fun but then yeah so like so then after and then like the next day i was like i think those chicks wanted a threesome anyway to pull it all back because they were both <laughs> one girl they were all like with Doug key and all these people talking and then one girl would like go to the bathroom and the other one would be like, she thinks she's cute. Blah, 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 blah. And then the other chick went to the bathroom and then this girl was like, she thinks you're bad. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and then like the next day I was like, oh, they were, <laughs> they were like, they, I was a target. I'm like you too. I would have never picked up on that. I would have until the next day been like, oh my God, maybe that's what, because you know, I've never had. Have you been propositioned like openly for, for like, a, threesome? a threesome? Yeah. You've been propositioned for like- sex parties, right? 
Yeah, but that's not. That, like, I feel yeah. like that's sort of like. Um, tell that's tell not tell like f- at you. That's not like we want, want you. you. It's, it's just like, like you should come. Yeah, get, it's like get some. Get yeah, some. yeah. <laughs> we'll just all bang. And Heather's like, like, have you, you ever know, been propositioned? Not- Where? Where was it at? Uh, <laughs> is, is this how they still doing things? <laughs> no, but that that actually doesn't remind me of a proposition for like a threesome. The that reminds thing. me what of th- like the foot thing. Yeah, yeah, I've been like I've I've been inside sex parties. I've definitely seen like foot fetish parties and sex parties, but it's not it, it's just not my thing. Of course, um, yeah. she got rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, <laughs> gross! That sounds so wrong. It's a foot rub joke, folks. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, that how'd you get into this? How'd you get into the foot party though? I you don't just show up to a foot party. I was there to be. This was like in New York, and I was doing like a cash job off of Craigslist to be the hostess. Oh. Oh like at the door door person yeah and then realized i was at a door person at this really creepy place and i was like i gotta go I, yeah this is too much for me it's a little e- weird but even in la recently you had a friend who's um was going to a sex party yeah like an eyes wide shut kind of yeah yeah, just, yeah no was, it's real and it, it's crazy to me they just fuck each other yeah they just fuck each my other? my a friend of mine that went through <laughs> a divorce is um has been going to them. They call them swingers parties because a lot of them are together. Um, but yeah, she's been going and it, it's a, you know, I'm just like, what? Like, I just, I live, I feel like I live on, I, I feel like it's the, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's this other side of life that I just am not a part of. Like I've never been, I've been offered drugs once finally. Cause nobody ever what offered kind of, me what drugs. Kind of drugs. Somebody finally offered me cocaine. Finally. Oh, I've never <laughs> after, like, I mean, after like, and it was a stranger on the street who said you like to party. And I thought, Oh, Oh my god! I know that one. I know that lingo. I know he's asking if I want oh, to buy that, cocaine. Oh, oh, he was selling cocaine. Yeah. Oh, that. But I've never been like offered it at a party. Like, hey, you want to bump? No. Yeah, I've never. Me neither. You just don't give off the, the I know get I wild can, vibes. I'm just like so square. I think but, I'm yeah. super square. I didn't smoke weed till I was like 23 or 24. I honestly, I was thinking about this recently. I think I've developed into a square. I never used to be a square. I kind of used to be a little wild, but that yeah, part you were of tucked into bed by like eleven eight p.m. last night. Always, I'm always in bed. I would rather be in bed by nine thirty. But it's like it, that part of me seems so foreign. Like I seem, I feel like kind of turned off by all of that life yeah. these days. And I guess that's just like growing up or growing out of it. But I can't imagine like nothing. My skin is crawling, and we're, I'm just thinking about like a sex party. Like that I just know. that's that's a whole. You're right. It's like my a whole different world. Too. That like they have a lot of rules. You got to obey the rules. You get kicked out. Like what? I mean, I don't know. I like I've, I've probably just so know this from movies. To me, but. it makes me think every single person in that room has the same fucking, STDs. No, well, yes, but also, <laughs> also like probably the same hole. They probably have the same exact uh, scar. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's like how all strippers, like something or, or not all, but most, most strippers probably had a bad relationship with their dad and that's a stereotype and whatever. A lot of people at sex parties probably have the same scar and whether oh. it's rooted in being, um, having, you know, maybe been, uh, molested or, or who, who knows yeah. what, it, what leads to what, but that's the interesting thing. And it's like, instead of just being naked and fucking each other, if you all talked about, <laughs> what it was you know what i mean like you could probably all really relate i would probably really all really wish relate. that we had a small sample size of listeners who were into that sort of thing yeah, sure right do. in yeah right actually in. podcast at gmail let us know about your sex party experience or your uh, polyamorous or group sex yeah well, and be- if you ever root it if you ever because i really want to know so tell me if anybody writes <laughs> in so i can definitely tune Absolutely. in listen if if anybody who is in that world if they ever do um sort of um reflect and say like oh this is totally because of this you know what i mean like yeah. come down from their high of a sex party well, and really like here's, can pinpoint it, yeah. how it is that how they're feeling is. and yeah. why you can't especially as a straight white guy you can't i can't go say that strippers do what they do because they're scarred because people, no they're fucking allowed to it's their body that all makes sense but it's but like people have been making this analogy where like comedians everyone says oh they're really fucked up to get into comedy right but so but that's okay to say but you can't say someone's really fucked up to become well, a stripper I think that everything in life happens because of something else. You are who you are because of your experiences, yes, yeah. whether they are a good experience or, or bad experiences, they all add up to make you who you are as a person. And I don't think there's anything wrong well, with sort coping, of how you cope. So yeah. these people cope with probably sexual trauma by um, reliving the sexual trauma. We cope with trying pain to get by deflecting and uh, creating a punchline out of Pain. I eat because I'm lonely and I'm lonely because I people, eat. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> Why do I eat quote. so much? Or no, it's not that. He said it's I'm fat, fat because I eat. And, or no, he, what does he say? 
I, I'm depressed because I yeah. eat and I'm eat because I'm depressed. It's a vicious <laughs> cycle. Yeah. We probably both just murdered that funny <laughs> line. But um, speaking of depression, have you dated anyone with depression before? Because we, we have a question we're going to read that deals with that. Um, yeah. I, um, I've been with people who've been in, de- who've been in a depression. Yeah. And were you dating them at the time? And yeah. How, how does that... How do you... I mean, more in what? a clinical way, not in like a I can't... Nobody can help you way, but in like a you're not happy and you don't know why it's just a that's yeah and in, in, in both mean, of my last two relationships did you find any sort of trends with those relationships do they kind of feed off of your happiness or no you know what i think sometimes i think it has to do with um how involved what i do is in on a um on a on an individual level how much time and i'm sure you I, I mean you guys both kind of team up to do stuff like the soap making and like you're both in some facet of the entertainment industry so it's easy um the people that i've been with are have never been in the entertainment industry and so it's like that thing where sometimes i feel like you know they have to kind of just sit along for the ride a lot of the time and like i feel like that can cause anytime you, you don't have an outlet to express yourself i feel like that so i always you know i'm definitely better now at being like what do you need and like what like what do you want to do? Like I want to do things that you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, that it's not just all about me. Have you been in a relationship where like it where the other person's emotional weight was too much or do you find that you're the type who likes to help with that? I'm I just I like everybody to be happy so I do like I will I I I'm annoying in the sense that sometimes I have a hard time just listening. I'll be I'll be like a dude who's like well, what you got to do is this, you know what I mean? And, and not <laughs> not mansplaining, but I'll I'll more try to fix it. I, I'm a, somebody who tries to fix somebody's okay. pain rather than, you know, I'm again, as you get older, I am better at just listening. That's tough. And just <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to just listen and then be like, okay, that sucks. But you know, yeah. Tasha, have you dated a guy before who is depressed? I know. I mean, like if you want to share any, um, I, yes, I have dated a guy who was, uh, depressed, who was just very sick. Um, but, my experience with depression is more of my personal experience with depression. I've been, I've gone through periods of serious depression on and off, probably starting since I was like 12. And it's, you know, it's interesting. It's such a, a personal thing. I think a lot of people in relationships with somebody who is suffering, they, they tend to wonder, like they, they feel like it's some, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not spending enough time. I'm not doing whatever. For me, it's always been just a very personal thing. And I can sort of step outside the box and realize that like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you know, there's no reason for me to feel this way. I just feel this way, which makes me really believe what doctors say is that it's just a chemical imbalance, but it's, it's something that's real and it's something that you can really suffer with. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I feel for people who are dating someone who is depressed because it's not, your battle like it's you, you can if either like codependent that's got to be it's like it's like a losing battle yeah but you, you take as your own well it's yeah. not necessarily a losing battle but it's not your battle to fight because no matter what you do you're not going to fix the other person you might be able to help them along on the right yeah. path but it's totally up to them to fix themselves and if they're not taking the appropriate steps to fix themselves like rediscovering their passions yes. because that's something for me your passions is, is exactly like, yes i you know i lose interest in everything that i used to love i feel super inadequate although you know it makes no sense to feel that way like i've got a great job i'm doing cool things like why do i feel so inadequate why do i feel and our, our relationship has had this not like not to call it out but that's you know like as like we're a, we're an honest sample here and uh we've had that we're like i'll if i have a busy week and tush is not as busy it's like, or it could go the other way around. Right. It's like, if like, say like, she's the one who's not busy that week or like, cause I just was, you know, away in New York and she's at home and like, I feel like everything she does, she, you could resent me for it. For like yeah, absolutely. The, but I think that that's true no matter what. That's just true in relationships. I think when you're dealing with someone who is depressed, then it all becomes amplified. Like you can deal with, you know, having like downtime and not knowing how you want to spend your time and blah, blah, blah. That's normal. Everybody does that. But dealing with someone who's depressed and has a lot of downtime and alone time and is stuck in their own thoughts and, and doesn't know what to do. Doesn't like, know what to do. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Nothing seems fun. Doesn't want to go out, blah, blah, blah. 
blah, like that's, that's where it's tough, but it's up to that person to make up their own mind that they're going to figure it out. I'm mm. going to find something that makes me happy. I'm going to continue to take risks. I'm going to go to fun things by myself and I'm going to take baby steps at getting better. But like if that person can't choose to make, to make, to do that for themselves, then you're fighting a losing battle. And well, that was my experience. It's got to be hard because you've got different, it's an ex, like life's an experiment, right? So it's like, it, it's not a controlled variable. If you're trying to get your depression better while also being in a relationship yeah it's like you you don't know like i don't know i i, I per, let's read this question. Yeah, so, read the question so basically um people have been uh sliding into the old dms they, they're actually sending messages on instagram oh, which nice. i feel so old saying uh-huh. that they're using this new snapchat now we don't we don't have a snapchat but that would be kind of cool if we did um anyway i won't use her i won't call out her name but um she wrote and by the way this i'm about a week late answering this so i hope the uh-huh. relationship's still hanging on hi i had a question i was hoping to get answered on your show i have been seeing a guy for a few weeks he's super sweet We've been talking about relationships and how, e- how we enjoy spending time with each other. We just had a talk last night where he explained that he is suffering from depression and wants to get help before we get into a relationship. He says he can't live some, uh, with someone else until he can – or he can't love someone else until he loves himself. I agree wholeheartedly with that sentiment. I'm also a person who believes there's no right time when you meet someone you want to be with. We have refrained from sex because we both want to make sure it's serious. He's also claimed he won't be meeting anyone while we are getting to know each other. But how long do I wait until it's obvious something isn't going to happen? I don't want to get my hopes up and find that I'm not the right person. But I also feel I also would feel guilty if I kept my options open and still went out on dates at this time, just in case it falls through. So I have a lot to say about that. Can yeah. I, can Please. I jump in? Okay. First of all, it's interesting because a lot of times um, new feelings of excitement about somebody would pull someone out of a depression, you would think. But at the same time, you don't want to be that. It's nice that he's so aware that he's feeling that way and he wants to make sure it's right before, you know, it gets too serious and then he's still in a, a funk and, and they can't. And then it's or even in worse. A worse. And then yeah, it's even worse. in a worse state. Yeah. So um, I, I, lo- I think their communication is great, number one. That's awesome um, that somebody's so aware but I think, um, and also that was like totally a Madonna quote. You can't love someone <laughs> until you love yourself. Um, 46 minutes in, we got our first Madonna quote drink if you're listening. It is. Um, it's, uh, what song is that? Until I learn to love myself. No one's, you know, it's the song secret. Never loving anybody else. It's basically. I'd play it, anyway, but we get kicked yeah. off Isaac. Okay. <laughs> so point is, is that uh, I think that that's all very valid. I think, um God, that's really hard though. I think that's kind of at the end of the day, dating anybody who um, is struggling with anything that's uh, a mental illness or a mental shift like depression, um, you know, because somebody I know is dating somebody who's totally bipolar and um, the downs are bad. They won't sleep together for months. Jeez. Yeah. You know, and then when, when they're, and the, and they won't get help either. So it's just like a really, but they're aware of the issue, but they, still I, I think they don't want to say it's the issue. The person with that person says that's the issue. Yeah. They're like, no, I just know it's cause yeah, it's like, it's such a disease. If you don't get help yeah. with whatever it is, like I'm, I'm, I feel like my mom's gone through funks where I'm like, ah, I just be happy. Like I don't even feel comfortable from the other side of the country thinking my family's not happy sometimes. And it's like, you can't do much other than have like empathy and just be like, Oh, I want, you know, whatever. But in in this case, the fact that they're not um, like hooking up, I don't know. I think, I think when you like somebody, a lot of us are positive or optimistic and we fill in the gaps with what we expect out of a yeah. person. Yeah. It's like when you think you see a ghost out of the corner of your eye, then your brain's literally painting in a picture of what it thinks it sees or an optical illusion. And then when you see, when you turn the witch upside down or whatever, you just, you can never unsee what you then know. Right. So I feel like you might be, uh, you might be putting this person on a higher pedestal because all the things you don't know, you've kind of filled in with you filled in the gray area with nice yeah. colorful things, but so you think like, so it might feel like, uh, she thinks that when he, uh, snaps out of it, it's going to be this perfect, amazing thing. Yeah. Or and she, sort of just waiting for him to snap out of something. I, I agree that like there's never like a right time for anything. Um, like a virgin, you want to be touched for the very first time. <laughs> Did I get that quote right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a callback. Um, oh, oh, that's my... oh good. 
time to Tasha puts like 15 alarms on in the morning. I have to. I, How many alarms she's do you She's got know? stuff to do. She's like, she has an alarm for like, think about getting ready, getting <laughs> ready, walk out the door. But like this alarms really walk out the door. And yeah, I do is, have that. Stop and consider your outfit. Is this the right choice? <laughs> Meltdown and blame it on Dave. Is no, this I really do. Like I have like a wake up alarm and then I have like a five minutes later wake up alarm. Like just in case I was too tired and slept through it. Or You're whatever. doing good on time. You got 10 more minutes in you. Yeah, I absolutely do. That was just the the safe the first that one. was the that's fir- the first one yeah <laughs> and then i need to walk out the door at like i need to be in the car driving by like 9 50 so i need to walk out the door 9 45 anyway all right so i had some things to say about that please the, this okay so and, and by the way all, first of all sorry to interrupt huge credit for this girl to write in i think it's so great that people are i, I know i know i know so badass this is this to me is way better than reviews by the way oh yeah you know oh, what I mean? totally yeah. i love people and, interacting and, and listening for answers and giving and, questions and the, always giving the disclaimer that i i'm not an expert whatever but i i just all we can offer is the fact that we're not friends with you listeners and or and so like we're not gonna like judge you judge you or say things just but it's to make important. you happy. It's so like, I think that conversation is so important and it really like, uh, who kid Cuddy was like, had, had to check himself in because he was like suffering from depression and he like posted on Instagram about it and really opened up this conversation. And that community for does not talk, talk about depression. Right. The African American community. They're and, just like, they don't go to, they don't go to therapy for that. But shit. It's for them. That's so why. Yeah. Stigmatized. Yeah. And like it, you know, but the only way that we like move past the stigma is when we realize that a lot of people suffer in this way yeah. and like it's, it's treatable. It's, and it gets better and it's it, not fair. Right. And so it's just like, we've got to open up the conversation and you know, it sucks to be like admitting like, yeah, I feel this way, it, but it's important to do. That's the only way that like it gets better. Um, it's a roller coaster. There will always be downs. There will always be downs and there will always be long climbs back to the top yeah you know? and you just want to minimize there, you can't those. stay there forever either it's gonna go down yeah again. minimize the the spikes i had a good set in new york and tasha texted me and she goes can you please hold on to this feeling for a little while <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what that, that's the true about comics and i was though, like you I got seven i got seven it. minutes before yeah. i'm like <laughs> no it's i think it's but they say like i think i don't remember if we talked about it before i think i've definitely talked about it with you in person though and that um you know, a comic is only good as their is is only as good as their last set. Yeah. And there are times where if I kill, like I if I had two shows that night, I think to myself, like I shouldn't do the second one because I want to ride that high at least oh, another day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The feeling of feeling good is better than the feeling of getting more stage time. Yeah. And sometimes you feel too good and you go up there too confident and just aren't committing. You're just like, I'm awesome. How are you? How are you? And everyone's just like, tell us some fucking jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then you have a terrible set and you hate yourself and you think. You forget that you didn't go on stage. At least for me, like sometimes I'll be feeling good and I'll go up on stage and I just look like an asshole. (laughs) And it's like just because I feel good on the inside. No, it's true. Because I have to remember, oh, yeah, they they might not like you up front. So just be like self-deprecative. So sorry, Tasha. She hates stand-up comedians. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's (laughs) so funny. Like, you know, it's a sex and dating podcast. But it's also, it's it's, um, like let's evaluate myself on my last set. Get a review. Can you uh, offer more advice and talk less about yourself? No. (laughs) what i'm gonna do i'll fucking sink this ship don't forget to ask me at the end of this about uh an outlet for you for this don't forget i have something i I like outlets okay (laughs) all right tasha we're back on the talk all right well i really just wanted to answer this girl's question (laughs) like her question had a lot of questions in it but to me it seems like the bigger thing is that she's not necessarily sure that he's in it the same amount that she is and I think that's what she's really looking for answers on. I think that his depression is a factor. Absolutely. I think his priority should be being better before trying to be with somebody else. Like you've got to love yourself before you can love someone else fully. That's just the way it works. That's a Madonna Um, song. Whatever. Okay. All right. Um, But she needs to be looking at whether or not he is taking the steps to get better because that's going to be her indicator for whether or not he's serious about like pursuing the relationship. He says he can't, 
he doesn't want to be in a relationship until he's gotten some help. Is he actively seeking help? Is he going to therapy? Is he like trying new things that are going to like get him passionate about life? Is, is yeah. he being open and honest with her about what he needs and like conversation? That is definitely an indicator. I think it's great. Good for them for talking about it. Good for them for abstaining from sex until they're sure that like, yeah, this is a, a place they want to go because it's true that like rejection and like thinking that something's going to be a relationship and then not like that can totally like deepen feelings of hurt or just like what if they went what if they go to sleep together and he can't you know perform because he's depressed then she's gonna think it's about her and it just it's going to be a much bigger problem i think they're um yeah i think they're being smart about all that stuff it reminds me of people who it reminds me of somebody who might be like uh getting sober and that they're not Mm -hmm. supposed to kind of get serious about somebody for a little while it kind of I feel like there's a relation there in the sense that like, you know, there he's, it sounds like he's going through something deeply personal that requires healing and you're trying to set, no, you're there, even though that person's there, you know, that it like, it's still about you first. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you look healthier than you are. Mm -hmm. He might look like he's got his shit together. If you you need, you need, when you need to like take root or whatever, you can't be like helping others like you have to be kind of obsessed with that health and like you, you mentioned with sobriety and it's for me it's like they say like with the 12-step programs all these things it's like the serenity prayer serenity prayer is like accept the things you cannot change it, it, that's basically it like change the things you can so so you she can't you can't change him you you can't help him i think the best thing to do is walk away at a brisk pace i really well, do no, here's and, like, the if, thing. and if he she can catch to up to you with his health he will if she is willing to be on this journey with him and her one of the factors for making that decision is deciding whether or not he's doing the work for himself yeah if he is not doing the work for himself then he she needs to run away as fast as she but can she can go Absolutely. on some other dates while she while she gathers his data it's like well, the when you put all your shit in one basket you're gonna break that basket you would yeah, too much but shit also that's that's <laughs> gonna muddy everything up too because then it's gonna be like oh i was communicating with you and you were um so afraid that i wasn't gonna come out of this that you were looking for the next suitor you know what yeah. i mean like, you don't want it to be like that either it's more and just like stand by be Stand by, be supportive, do your own thing for as long as you can, for as long as you can. And if you can't, then that's fine. Like for me, this relationship that I had in college with, um, a guy who was depressed and just really not doing well, you know, we dated for like two years, Jimmy John, but it got to the point where he was so sick and he wasn't taking care of himself. He was making no steps to take care of himself. He wasn't seeing a counselor. He wasn't doing anything. And he was dragging me down this hole with him and I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't keep this ship afloat by myself. It was almost like I'm going to push you in the deep end where you're going to have to sink or swim. Yeah. 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 Like, and so it was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's taking everything I've got. It's dangerous for me. And you've got to fix yourself. Me wanting you to fix yourself isn't going to fix yourself. You have to decide for yourself whether or not you want to get better. And so I had to cut it loose. And that, that was the best smartest thing I ever could have done. But like, you know, you've also tried to cut this relationship loose. Well, everyone tries to cut every relationship (laughs) loose. Come on. (laughs) But it's just, you know, like if he is taking serious steps about getting better and you can see that, then you've got a fighting chance. If he is not taking serious steps, to get better, move on. Yeah. And like in because the end, can you means... both stand on your own? Yeah. I think Tasha and I both could stand on our own if like we had like yeah. we we lean on each other, but we're also, you know, you have to lightly lean on each other, but not hurt the other yes. person. Yes, absolutely. And um, last question. So this was brought up a couple of weeks ago, but it was when I was in New York, so I didn't get to bring this question to you guys. So I wanted to because I don't think she solved it. We also got another question paraphrase she's dated this guy for two years she's 25 he's 27 they moved in six months ago they don't have they barely have sex once a week her sex drive is through the roof and she doesn't she's wondering if he's cheating on her has anything happened when you move in with someone that like and because psychologically it's like when you're when you're not living together if you go to stay over someone's house you're probably gonna hook up but then if you're going to stay someone over someone's house five six nights a week it's like you know another comic said something (laughs) sorry (laughs) um, said something yesterday in a joking format that made me think oh totally living with somebody makes it different but at the same time i i just think that i just think it speaks to the larger the larger scale that both parties all the time need to make effort to to 
continue to be affectionate and um and to and to be intimate and you know what I mean because then it will result in in more sex and and I just think that it's natural for it to fade when you move in with somebody but I don't think that how do you battle that in a way that's like not I like I said like you you need to work to be just, a- affectionate you need to to maintain that you know how it's it's well, it starts with an honest conversation. Yeah. One, yeah. But she needs to bring it up. Both people need to talk about it. Not he, cheating if they're sleeping. I didn't. Th- yeah, I don't know. if they, they live, live together, together yeah. that's. I mean, it's hard to do. People but he's do 27. It, but they, it's hard to do. He's at an age where it's like well, he's not. But you move in together. The novelty wears off. Suddenly, all the toy- chores are in the same room yeah, as like you having yeah. sex. Like it just. You're making soap. <laughs> where the <laughs> fuck did life go wrong? No, but yeah. it's it's true. It's way easy for it to just like kind of fall off the radar as a priority but it starts with a conversation yeah about hey, what your expectations make- are right and number two actually is she initiating or is she just waiting for him to and is that why it's only that's i've wait? had multiple people ask this question yes. and i'm like women are you actually initiating or like tasha will do this you'll do this babe where you'll like lean up against me. why didn't you have sex with me last night uh what she's like yeah i was <laughs> totally like india like you rubbed my <laughs> knee like once <laughs> What do you but think this true, is? Though. I'm just a well, fucking think, meat telly. Well, I just turn the old grind around. I think um, women with who are with men ex- expect if they give them any sort of hint at all that they they would be like, okay, there's the door. And, and women then, don't like, get rejected. Ever. Well, and so, that's so, not true. Well, that but is like, not, true. not my, like my guys. Friend, do. My friend I was talking about with, with the bipolar. It's her, and then he won't. They won't sleep together for months because he's. You know what I mean? And it sounds like this girl as well. I think it's a bigger problem than people realize between men and women. Um, because th- the thing is, too, part of the conversation is that men are not as, you know, just all about sex as, as the media makes them out to be. In the same way they make women out to be a certain way. And you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like the old sitcom, like men's, there's never a guy turning down a woman. Yeah, dude, just... dudes have a bunch of other shit on their mind, too. Like sometimes it's easier for them to just jerk off in the shower and then go do their thing <laughs> because they, they don't have time for I this. Like, yeah, have you heard you know my stand-up? I feel mean? like I've talked about that on really? stage. No, kidding. But, but it's true, though. And so I think that, you know, there's that at the end of the day, it's both people always have to communicate. That's what it's about. I, um, like you need to say like I want sex this much, um, or what to you is a turn on, and find out what it is so that you can do that. It sounds and, lame. Like people, it sound it like it's super cheesy. Maybe we were about to say that's the same thing, but like all of the like sex experts say, then therapists say, schedule it. If that's you know that's the easiest, quickest way. Yeah. Like once you've had this conversation and whatever, like you've realized, like okay, yeah, we're not having very much sex. It's just kind of been on the back burner. Blah blah blah. Whatever it is, schedule it every Thursday night yeah. at nine o'clock. We're having sex and commit yeah. to or it. Or you say weird date night. Or you say sh- like we have a show had, that time. Yeah, so. yeah. No, but it's not super. You <laughs> like, know, babe, like, what are you babe, doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's cheesy and it sounds like kind it's of just dumb, a fact of life. But when two people have busy schedules, it's a fact of life. Yeah. You just have to say like it's a effective do we want to actually fix the problem or do we want to feel stupid about well here's where the male let me bring in the um the the male like caveman so and we'll we'll get out of here i have to go start getting ready are you start getting ready and um just chime in we'll get in. but here's here's um where men we we're hunters we don't so when the second sex is scheduled you're taking the game out of hunting you're just giving the guy the, the you know what I mean that makes sense so I feel like in this case scenario how can you keep the quote-unquote game of sex with without like yeah because because I don't think women think of sex as a game but obviously men do you look at Donald Trump but think of he's it this like, way too men are so women if, if if men still think in the way that they're hunters then you there's a small part of, of a woman who thinks in the way that uh, a man is a provider and then she wants to thank him for providing i don't think that's true anymore i think we've all evolved so there's but still i understand what you mean like like thousands of years of us there. being like wanting that's why like when a chick walks by you can be in a happy relationship you still ha- like have these like vietnam yeah. flashbacks of wanting to fuck her yeah no of course of there course. are some like uh sex <laughs> <experts> <laughs> came back for this from the other room i'm like oh i gotta chime in so there are people that say that one of the biggest reasons that men are having like performance issues these days is because um, 
their masculinity has been sort yeah. of like uh, squashed. They're expected to be to play more into the feminine, um, just the same way that women are taking on more masculine roles. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like they feel like they have to tamper down on things that we this sort of think as traditionally masculine, like rape and pillage but like you know like a roid rage kind of like oh i'm gonna take this woman blah 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 because obviously that's not cool in the society anymore but, but still it's, it's, women it's, like to be taken in a way by the guy that they trust i think that's true and i think that's, that's why a, a lot it's of hard to say by people though but so let me let me throw this into the mix like so for a same-sex relationship do you know what i mean like we're both women we, we there we still sometimes we want to take and sometimes we want to be taken i think I think there's just, and it's all take and be taken. I like that. I think that's what I mean. I think both, I think it depends on, on the mood and whatever, but I think the bottom line is, is, is that that is a big thing that's happening in general with masculinity. I feel like, um, it's, it's crazy to me, uh, that just, just that whole process in general. I think we actually talked about it on the last episode I was on just about men, um, providing for centuries and then all of a sudden we're like just kidding we can do it ourselves and how so do we where do you fit in yeah how do we fit in without coming off as like one of those like male you know male activists like we're, we're not right. trying you know yeah. what I mean we're not trying to like fight for our fair share in society there's just chemical and sort of like magnet magnet well what issues about we have creating that type of relationship where when you're in a relationship where you don't expect sex all the time if you don't expect it and you still feel like it has to be earned, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I think that that creates that spark that men might need sometimes too. Like if a girl's like, oh, you know, you want this. <laughs> like, I'm so not sexy. You guys. <laughs> 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 then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or just and, like, and she makes him work for it. Like, and, and that's, so, so then it becomes a, I told a foreplay that's thing. Why I told then it becomes her, that. I told her know? kind of maybe pick up a hobby if she doesn't have one and like, oh, go join a kickball team where you play with some other guys. Like, feed off of the other, other male's masculine energy and, and let him fight for you in a way that you're not outwardly being like, be jealous of me. Just yeah, like, find your own I feel shit. like you just need to scroll through Instagram and then like see comments from dudes on her Instagram. It's probably easier for you than <laughs> and, you <know>. and, <laughs> well, here's what happened. They, she was like, look, we're both good looking people. Just so you know, it's not one of those like, I'm not so like I go to their Instagram they're both very attractive very they both would be fine but like you know what I mean like they'll they would they would both be hit on at a bar doing their thing yeah so but you don't want to like incite jealousy in the other person but it's true that you you have to figure out a way to spice things up and spice yeah. things up sounds so stupid it sounds like oh toys are we gonna try something new like whatever <laughs> but it's like yeah like make yourself unavailable they said that that's make a big unavailable. dating yeah. thing yeah. Yes. like when you're like in the beginnings of a relationship is like don't women don't give up your pottery class to go hang out with a guy because he's free tonight you are not free tonight you have a pottery class and don't give up the things you love in order to like be available that leads to an unbalanced relationship yes, yes. so like yeah join a kickball team or do dance class or whatever we and there's something up, very sexy about category. people who are passionate are passionate mm-hmm. and i like i cannot stress that enough and that and that just comes right back to feeding your own your own self and making in just investing in yourself and letting the others enjoy the the product of that but don't you know don't if everyone is just invested in themselves you'd be happy like relationships that are a light level of codependence see are happy because you're not overly like needing well, the that's other the person thing. it's not codependency it's coexisting i coexisting. think that's what it is there you go that's the difference it's codependent or that's coexisting. the most lesbian yeah. the coexisting bumper sticker <laughs> i know i just, just coexist in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time though that's what it needs to be you need to have your own separate lives and then you need to enjoy your life together Okay, listen, everyone, okay. coexist, take or be taken. This is the episode. Um, Tasha, wait, anything you want to promote? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Tasha Courtney, Snapchat, Tasha TV. Come check out my soap. And what's our soap Instagram? We haven't posted any Ta-da photos soaps. yet. Ta-da soaps. It has gonna... no um, pictures on it. But the, we've, the but little, we've like, got about 80 pounds of soap we've made. So we're going to be... They all smell great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So if you want to check out our soap, <laughs> it's a real thing. So yeah, follow Tasha. Let her know that you're listening to her. And then Heather, where can people find you? Um, at Heather Terman on Twitter um, or Instagram. Same. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I'm at D Neals, D-N-E-A-L-Z on Instagram and Twitter. In, uh, we are Sex Actually Pod on Instagram, Sex Actually Pod on Twitter. 
And so, yeah, keep le- keep uh, messaging us. Keep writing us reviews, for fuck's sake. Five stars, please. Uh, we do appreciate it. It does help the podcast grow. And um, and that's all I ask. I think I'm going to start printing bumper stickers. I got excited about that once the chick printed them. So, no, so, cool. I, so if, for those listening, if you want a bumper sticker, let me know. I think I might send them out. I'm sitting in traffic all day long being like, why am I not advertising? This is what you do. Hey, yeah. everyone, the next 100 reviews get a bumper sticker. There you go. Well, that's not official because I have to buy them. But I know. But, <laughs> but that's what it, so, so stay tuned. Dave will yeah, announce something I'll like that soon. Yeah, I'll sling some soap in your direction. Yeah, Fuck it. Yeah, there you we'll go. clean for, this shit right yeah, up. for a five-star review. Uh, thanks so much for being on the episode Thank today and for much. everyone listening. Uh, this has been Sex Actually. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.